Special edition of Russ Parody Destroys Comedy. This week, we got a special little birthday munchkin. <laughs> we got a little birthday boy here in. Oh no. <laughs> well, or is he a birthday man? Are you a birthday man now? I, th- I think legally it's birthday man. <laughs> birthday man, the, the best superhero ever. Was, was that the one that like overdosed? You know how there was that big thing in comics where, like, a character would overdose every issue? Is he one of those ones? Yes, because it's his birthday. Uh, a bit of a birthday treat. <laughs> he would overdose on himself. <laughs> the worst part of it was was that he, his power was that he, he only had powers on his birthday, so it's the only time he could... Oh, so as, as soon as his birthday was up, dead. Yeah. Up in the sky, flying, you know, yeah. 12, 12 p.m. hits or 12 a.m., Boom. Flat. 12 p.m. the next day. And we all know birthdays don't start until 12 p.m. Yeah. Well, it's. Does your birthday start on, like, the actual time you were born, or does it, like. You know, does it stop happening as soon as it hits, like, 12? It happens 12 p.m. 12. Yeah. Yeah, but well, that makes more sense. Uh, it's Liam. It's, it, oh, yeah, it's me. Oh, it's, hello. it's Liam Sparrow. Yeah, Liam Sparrow Gange. Lyri- Hyphenated. <laughs> Sparrow Gange. Yeah. Explain. Pe- well, sometimes your parents don't want to get married, so they give you both their last names, and you either decide that they, you know, fight over it eventually, like, you're, you're a Sparrow, you're a Gange, and sometimes you're like, neither, I want to be both. That's the end of that. <laughs> so, how does that inform your comedic sensibilities, being a, a sparrow and a gange? Um, well, on one hand, you know, the, the sparrows, they're everywhere. They get to see, you know, all the little crevices of, of roofs and stuff like that. And I don't know what a gange is. So, those I guess those abilities will come down later in the line when I least expect it. A big, big comedic moment where I realise, oh, that's what a gange is, and... I don't know, maybe I uh, make the whole world laugh. Well, the Gange, is it like the Ganges? I got no idea. It's like the Ganges now. I, I don't know what the Ganges is. I'm kind of scared. I, I believe it's in India. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's a thing. In, oh, I don't think it's that because it's... um. Wait. Pull it up. Pull, pull it up. Pull it up, Alex. This is great podcasting right now. I'm my own little... Yeah, the own uh, guy to the side who you can hear laugh every once in a while. It's a river that flows between India and Bangladesh. Yeah, you're right. I, oh, I, 
oh man, I'm an idiot. Uh, no, it, it isn't that because um, that side of my family's Italian. But ah, I'm not, maybe... I'm not 100% sure if the Gange part of it is Italian. I don't know. It's this is the Ganges. No, it's not the. You're the... just Gange. Just Gange. You're riveting, isn't How it? has that affected your birthday? Um, well, you know who sometimes uh, people, like teachers, would write your name on the board saying, oh, it's just kid's birthday coming up soon. Uh, they would always get my name wrong. Um, somehow the, the name Gange is very complicated somehow, despite the fact it would be written on my uh, enrollment sheet or whatever. And they would just be like, oh, I know how to spell that. And then they didn't. They and spelled I, Ganges by accident. Yeah, basically. It always be like five E's, and it's like, I, I don't know where you're getting this, like, it's only two. <laughs> Riveting stuff, I know. <laughs> hey, this is getting into the mindset of a comedic mind, just cracking the shell, so to speak, and sucking up the egg yolk that is what made you as a little, little eggy comedian birthday man. Hmm. I, I think I do... It's your birthday. It is my birthday. Wow. I just, I had like whiplash when I started playing. <laughs> when my system had to reboot. That was weird. I wasn't expecting it. Um, How many shots have you done? None. What? Yeah, I, I don't drink a lot of alcohol. And that's shocking, I know. That's insane. If you, How can you be a successful comedian if you're not a dysfunctional alcoholic? Oh, I'm just, I'm, I have uh, sprouts of depression. No, that's not enough. You gotta have depression and be a dysfunctional alcoholic. It's the only way you can be creative. Is, is that why I'm not finding much success just, just being depressed? Do I need, like... You need to be so freaking drunk, like, uh, That's, that's the key that I've been missing. You know the birthday songs are uh, copyrighted? The happy birthday to you? Yeah, the Katy Perry song is copyrighted. Well, not just the, the one that people sing at birthdays where... Yeah, the like, Katy Perry song is, is copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is too, but <laughs> just sharing a little fun fact. You have to pay a lot of money to sing that birthday song. Yeah, you probably do. Oof. From, from Katy Perry. Yeah, well, as long as you, no one's watching, I think you can pl- do it. <laughs> You know, as long as you're not inviting, you know, your relative who happens to work at the copyright firm or something, you know. Yeah, don't, 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 uh, don't be in relation to someone from the Arias. Yeah. Oh, APRA. What do you think of APRA? Parasite sometimes. I, I, (laughs) I don't know. Every time the music starts playing, I just, I, I, but I, I just praise for some reason. How weird. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's because I don't know. It, it always shocks me to my system hearing it. And that's the thing, Liam. Why I brought you on this show? I want to make it like it's your birthday every day. Oh, oh, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Much like birthday man wishes, <laughs> he was still alive. If he was still alive, if he didn't immediately d- overdose. <laughs> When his birthday was over. And what's a better gift than the gift you give to someone else? Um, do I need to give you something? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that specifically, but 
it is splendor in the grasp this weekend. Uh, I, I, I thought that like it was cancelled, wasn't it? It's still going. It's still going. I mean, they cancelled a bunch of it. They cancelled a lot of the outdoor music performances, but the comedy tent is going off. So they got rid of the grass. So it's just splendor. It's just splendor. Yeah. Well, the gr- the grass is still grass, but it's just a different type of grass. Oh, it's, it's the type of grass you smoke at the comedy uh, tent. Ah. Uh, uh. Nice, nice. And I think I've been anchoring to get a slot at the comedy tent at Splendor in the Grass. I gotta be honest, I have no connection to the. So make it like it's your birthday every day and, and give the gift. Give a gift, because giving is better than receiving. Uh, no, it isn't. <laughs> Receiving's pretty cool. You know, you um, you get things. And Is that what you say to your lover? Don't have a lover. <laughs> have you ever had a lover? <laughs> no, not at all. Well. I've just had haters all my life. Is that why you have haters? Because you're like, well, <sighs> receiving's pretty good and you never give. Yeah, that's probably why. Because you're a selfish lover, but a selfless hater. Nail on the head. Brilliant. Okay. I think... What we need to do for your birthday is to get me a slot for that slender in the grass. Sure. Let's do it. Let's figure this out. Yeah, let's do it. Do you have like a step-by-step plan? I don't have a step-by-step plan. I was hoping for your connections. Like you have a bunch of connections, right? Yes, I do. I do have a lot of connections. And don't lie to me right now. Okay, don't be all Tim Roth and lie to me right now. I won't. I won't. I'll, I'll be open and honest because that's. I gotta get rid of these haters and I gotta. Um, I gotta change my ways. Yeah, right. a, I should. I should give more. It's the backbone of this podcast. Complete truthfulness. Yeah. No lies here. No lies. No bits. Just get me on Splendor and grass. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure this out. So. What do, you, what do you know of my connections? Okay, so you're at Collarts. Yes. Well, I, I graduated from Collarts now. Oh, so Mr. Graduate. Yeah, Mr. Graduate. I got <laughs> uh, student debt and a um, bachelor's. You are a bachelor. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's the type of comedy I could bring the splendor in the grass. It's, it's fresh. It's new. It's truthful. Truthful. It's my truth. It's your truth. My truth about your truth. Exactly. That's the best truth there is. Truthfully. Yes. <laughs> Give me something good to celebrate, Liam. Well, look, my, my call art connections, I don't think will help you in, in uh, Splendor in the Grass because... Well, you know Aiden Wilcox. Yeah. I, and you know Jeff Bond. I do know those two. Um, see, the thing about me and my, my contacts are I'm already leeching off them. So if I feel, I feel like if I ask, you know, you know, like if, you, if I ask someone I'm already leeching off, hey, can I let this other leech on here? I feel like I'd be like, that's too many leeches, you know? Well, think about this. A rising... Tide elevates all ships. So a leeching leech leeches all the blood. Oh. Think of it that way. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll, well, look, I'll, I'll ask Aiden and Jet um, what they can do. And, well, I don't think they can do much as well. <laughs> Because I don't think they know anyone is uh, Splitter of the Grass. You look at Aiden, he knows people. He acts like all humble and stuff, but he knows people, man. And why is he... Why is he... Why is he not giving me the slots? Well, um, here's here's the thing you don't know about Aiden. And, um, look, I I probably shouldn't say this, but this is a truthful podcast where we tell the truth. Yep. The the Aiden Wilcox that everyone knows isn't real. You know, he's how he appears on stage and how he appears in like podcasts and stuff like that, he not true at all. He's putting on a voice, an act, if you would. Mm. And um he's he's very standoffish, you know, he won't you you, you know, you're like Aiden can can you help me write this comedy bit and he's just like, Fuck off, you know. Am I allowed to swear? You can swear to your heart's content. Oh cool. So I was I was actually sanitizing what he said, but I'll 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 say the full thing here. It's just like um you know, f- fuck off, Liam. I'm I'm busy doing heroin with my mate, um, Alex. D- don't know who Alex was, but Alex Williamson. Probably he was doing heroin with Alex Williamson. Maybe I don't you know. You can take he- that to the bank. I can't. I don't know what they'll give me for that. The but, blood uh, bank. Jeez. That we're gonna leech from. Yeah, we're gonna leech from that because we're leeches and leeches suck blood. And that used to be a treatment they did. Yeah, I I think that's like the. That's a logical step, right? You know, you think about sucking out poison. You're like, well, who sucks the most? Leeches. You know, they'll suck that poison right out. And then they just suck a bit too much. We can suck out all of Aiden's poison. Yeah, all his heroin. Old, old poison, all the heroin poison. And then we can use his contacts to get on Splendor in the Grass. Yeah. Well, well I'll get on Splendor yeah, in the Grass. Uh, this is my gift to you to get you on Splendor yes, in the Grass, so... I'm not getting on, you're getting on. Yeah, because it is your birthday and there's no better gift than the one you give. Yeah, it's the one you give, of course. Um, now, the problem with uh, asking Jet for his contacts is that his contact is Aiden. So, yeah. Yeah, it's ro- first roadblock there. But um, I, I do have... Um, do you watch MasterChef? I did not watch MasterChef. Well, um, I have a contact in the MasterChef world. I was on MasterChef, um, and that's not a bit. Uh, and I, I know the guy. Yeah, no, there's nothing here on this podcast. Yeah, nothing, nothing is here. It's all true. Um, but I, uh, I know not the not the guy that got cancelled. If I think one of the MasterChef guys got cancelled or something like that, but I know one of them, George Columbaris. Is he the one that got cancelled? Was he? He was the chef at like. Didn't he punch up someone or something? Or he, he, he didn't pay his um, restaurant workers properly? It's it's probably that. Uh, I, whoever was bold, I think, was the one who got cancelled. Ah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah no, no, don't know him where, very well, but um, I know the fat one. I forget his name because I don't watch MasterChef either. I just was on it. and um, Presty. Yeah, let's call him Presty. If yeah, that's Matt Preston. Name. Matt, yeah, Matt Preston, yeah. So, Presty. Um, so, Presty. Talk about Presty. Yeah, Presty. Uh, so... I was, as I said, I was on MasterChef and um, Matt Preston needed a fat kid to play like a younger version of him, basically. What? Yeah. Um, and uh, my school was on, on there for some reason. And he saw me and he pointed to me and was like, that kid, right, that kid right there, the fat one. Get him on here. And then I, um, I judged ice cream as a young version of him. 
That's the most sociopathic thing I think I've ever... The most psychotic thing I've ever heard. Look, I'm a big fat fatty, and I'm going to get make a kid feel bad about his weight, and he's going to play me. I'm, get fatty. Get fatty here to play me. I'm fatty. I'm, I'm probably... Because it was a long while ago, but um, I like to think that's how it happened. Call it know? out. Yeah. Call out culture. Call out Presty. Yeah, I bet he doesn't remember it. I bet he, he looks for tons of fat kids to be dressed up as him. That's how he gets his kicks. Is that his casting couch? <laughs> he just looks at, like, children with <laughs> weight problems? You shouldn't say ca- uh, casting couch and children in the same sentence. It's a dangerous... What's uh, wrong with that? Uh, What's wrong with that? You know... Try label laws, beat you to it. Yeah. Derailed you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is my first podcast, if you couldn't oh. tell. Oh, and it's going to be your last. Yeah, I can tell that as well. Because you're going to have an exclusive contract with me, baby. Oh, uh, nice. Sweet. That's, is that my other gift? That exclusive contract to you? Yes. Nice. That's Good. technically my gift. Oh, no, so I... It's, you're constantly appearing on my podcast. Nice. Am I going to be your guy looking up things in the background? Well, you're going to be my guest every week now. Oh, sweet. What a what a birthday gift. It's it's hard to keep booking, like, new people. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just find someone who's never done a podcast before, get them on there, never let them leave. <laughs> right. I've done, like, 111 episodes of this, and it's hard to keep finding new guests, new ways of producing content. Just um, put like a uh, poster outside, which is like, do you want to be in my podcast? Well, I've done that. I've <laughs> done that for like New Year's Eve party episodes and stuff. And you get some of the fucking weirdest people. Yeah, that, all that adds up. <laughs> the fucking weirdest people. I had an owl in here once. A what? Sorry? An owl. A, a bird. Like... A, a New Year owl. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Then a police officer. Then it turned out to be the owl in a police officer costume. Oh, let's, have a, let's have a get ya. Yeah. All right. I'd have, I think that happened to my cousin once, actually. Like he Clearly, he didn't get as, off as lucky as you. He lost, like, two of his eyes, but... Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, nah, it wasn't... Yeah. That's, that's how it goes, you know? I mean, hot take right now. Yeah. Why should I be sharing a bathroom with these fuckers? Why should I be sharing a bathroom with these sick degenerates that they're forced... Forcing down my throat to share a bathroom with these sickos. Police officers. Uh, Why do I have to share a bathroom with a police officer? Uh, do you live with a police officer? I don't live with a police officer, but when I'm out in public and I'm using oh. a public toilet, I have to share a toilet with these freaking sickos. Well, whose whole identity is being a police officer. Yeah, they always name something like Keith or something like that. Yeah. And have tattoos and keep the cop. Hugely racist. Yeah, well, they were hugely racist kids. I, I think what happened was um, someone left a baby in um in a toilet once, and they got worried that it was going to happen again. You know, it it happens surprisingly a, a lot in Melbourne, and even on planes, like people just leave children in the in the toilets. <laughs> well, sometimes people have given birth on the toilet, and and. And the toilet baby goes in there, and it's a toilet baby. Yeah, well, that's that's part of the statistic, but it's, there's also like like toddlers that just they're just in there, 
They're just hanging out, splashing in the toilet water, you know, having a grand old time. They don't know where their parents are. And these end up being police officers. Yeah. Or some of them do grow up to be police officers in the sense of like, oh, a police officer saved me from those public toilets. So I'm going to save some kids from those public toilets. There's usually police officers coming in, checking to see if kids are there. No kids are there. You know, they'll have a, they'll take a piss or something, you know, not to waste a toilet trip. And, um, you know, that's, I think that's why you have to share sometimes. Well, no, sir, I don't like it. That's, that's just how life is sometimes, you know. Sometimes you think you can get away with hiding a kid in the bathtub and ditching him and other times. Gotta, gotta poo with the cops. Poo cops, poo with the cops. Oh, shit. Poo with the cops, poo with the cops. She did a song for Manulog. <laughs> we should. We should do that. I have no musical abilities, but I, I think that's not a criteria. Why not? Why don't I have musical abilities? Yes. Um, when I was a kid, I would smash my head into a brick wall. And I think the part that understands how to play instruments uh, was badly damaged. You know, that's Pitbull's story too. <sighs> he hit himself in the head. You've, you've caught me in my lie here. I'm sorry. I, I know this is the truthful podcast, but I was just stealing Pitbull's origin story. Yeah, but he became Mr. Worldwide. What's, that's because he's, you know, he's been places, you know, he's gone over the world. Yeah, no, he's... he's uh... Don't you need to climb Mount Everest and... Um, declare your Mr. Worldwide. Didn't he do that? He very much did. He also sold a bunch of drugs in Miami. Well, that's, that's the other way of getting Mr. Worldwide title. Yeah. Just to have your drugs be known worldwide. Yeah. <sighs> Where was I? Oh, yes. Yes, we could do a song for Menulog. Yeah. And that could get me on... Yeah, it could. Splendor in the Grass. It could get you on Splendor in the Grass. That could be... that. Let's let's forget about um, my my many 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 uh, many many ins to splendor in the grass, and let's focus on menu long uh, menu log. Sorry. Uh, Look, it would get me on the musical slot. Yeah, but I reckon I can Shanghai them with it's, a comedy set. Exactly, like the, the little sneaky snake in the grass. Yeah, <laughs> snake in the grass. Yeah, snake in the grass. So the menu long song, it's they're all the same, right? They have the same kind of like music. And then they just get a celebrity to say whatever yeah, they like, want over it. Did somebody say menu log? Okay. You, you got to yeah. work that in there. Yeah, you got to work that in there. Yep. Okay, so he, here's my pitch because the ad is also part of the song, right? Like you really need that ad. Like, yeah, you got it. I have Snoop Dogg on the on his bouncing car after menu long last yeah. place, and I have Katy Perry killing a man in her refrigerator. You know. Huh? Um. So how how do we? What what unique thing can we do to... Uh, we have Baker Boy, like, ordering food. Oh, perfect, perfect. But, yeah. but, Baker Boy, his name is Baker Boy, and he's not baking, he's just paying food to be made for him. Yeah, like most bakers. Really? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of bakeries just pay another bakery to make their stuff. Really? Yeah. So Baker Boy, he does his own wraps, but he doesn't do his own bacon. Yeah. Christ. It's this is We I'm, need to take this to menu log right now. Look, Menulog knows. Menulog is quite aware of the practices of surrounding every part of their industry. It just doesn't care. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that. 
So disappointing. Mm. Liam, I don't know how much you know about the comedy industry. I <laughs> nothing at all. But it's a lot like The Wire. Every industry is like The Wire. Oh, yeah. The greatest show on earth, apparently. Yeah. It's uh, very truthful to Baltimore. In the sense that all systems and institutions are to just help the people already on top climb further. Yeah. That's exactly Melbourne's comedy scene. <laughs> and a lot of self-preservation happens. A lot of people on the bottom don't want to call it out because there's a lot of self-preservation and the hope of it. But one day they get to climb the ladder. And and it's a cyclical system and there's a guy named Bubbles. Okay, I think I have a plan for you getting on Splendor of the Grass. Okay. You, you've, you've inspired me with that speech. Yep. So here's what we do. We kidnap Peter Hellier. Fuck. Okay. It's brilliant. Now, yeah, this is step one. We kidnap Peter Hellier. We don't tell anyone we've done this until, like, maybe... When does Splendor in the Grass end? I think it ends very soon. I okay, don't know. Okay, so we'll wait a day. We need people to go, where's Peter Hellier? Where's he gone? You know? Where's the Hellier? Where's the Peter? Where's Petey boy? Yeah, where's Petey boy? Um, you know, Ben, when people are looking for him, we, we reveal a tape of, you know, Peter Hellier sitting on the grass and... You know, you, you we, we make him laugh, you know. We make him laugh and have a chuckle. And uh, we pan to you, and you're being like, I'm, I'm doing a bit of a splendor in this grass here. And you wink at the camera, and I, I think that will get the attention that we need to get you a slot on uh, Splendor in the Grass for my birthday. You know what? That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Now, do you know where Peter Hallier lives? Because that's, that's how we... Go better. Sorry, this is the part of the show where we give it up for ads. Oh, ads, yeah. You ever see the ad uh, where a, a lady yells at her... Um, in the Grass Music Festival oh. in Byron Bay is underway despite the site still being weather affected. Day one was cancelled yesterday when wild conditions turned oh, no. many areas into a muddy mess. Oh, no. Angry music fans had waited in long queues to gain entry. Always poor fans. To be confronted by flooded campsites. Oh, no. Organisers released a statement saying, we've waited three long years for this and have worked so hard to bring three you years. the show. Be patient, be kind. This is why they need me. They, they need you there. You need to settle the crowd down. Good afternoon to you. No one helps the crowd. No one helps crowds. Yeah, better than someone in a pink ski mask. <laughs> they'll see you and they'll come right down. They'll be like, you know what? This is nothing but a drizzle. Let's, let's, um, let's listen to some comedy. Let's listen to some music. Let's have splendor in this grass. In that grass. Not Snakes are sometimes in grass. But we want splendor. We want splendor in that grass, you know. Reading on Facebook and a lot of online platforms there, they've got mixed emotions. People are either really happy and congratulating the festival organisers for doing such a great job and the turnaround after yesterday, and then a lot of angry people who are frustrated by the... Isn't that just life? Yeah. Some people are either really happy uh, or they're really angry. They're really angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, I get pissed off at people when it starts raining. How dare they? How dare they want up? If, if I was wanting to have some splendour and grass and it starts raining, I'm going to the nearest person of authority and I'm saying, how dare you? Okay, you should have handled this better. You know? That's life. But how does this help you get some splendour? Hughes, how is it over there? 
I'm a little bit removed. I'm probably 10, 15 minutes down the road, uh, stuck at home with the family, all a bit sick with flu at the moment. So uh, I'm not uh, experiencing it firsthand. Are they down with the sickness? But, um, certainly I am following the, the conversations online. And, Why are they uh, interviewing yeah, someone who isn't at the event? Um, Why? Why is Sky News interviewing someone that's not at the event? Well, because it's Sky News and uh, they... <laughs> they, they, want, they need to find someone for their opinion. Rupert Murdoch doesn't want to go anywhere near these crazy freaking Gen Z influences. Well, he'll die. The, the diseases they carry will kill him instantly. Well, their happiness and their lack of money will just make Rupert Murdoch skeleton fall right out. Yeah. It's why they keep him in um, a tank filled with uh, cash and ice. Cash, ice, little Nazi swastikas. Well, that's decorating the room. That doesn't really help him stay alive. It just it pleases, helps him it, stay alive. Or maybe mentally, but oh, uh, quote-unquote mentally. <laughs> it, uh, it helps him give something to work towards. Yeah, his ideals. Hitler didn't do it, but I will. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Rupert Murdoch says. Yeah, I don't think you're getting on Splendor in the Grass. Rupert Murdoch's uh, going to come for you. Rupert Murdoch doesn't own Splendor in the Grass. Yeah, but he... I, owns- I just won't get to be on uh, uh, Sky News. Oh. Well, Fox actually doesn't own The Simpsons anymore. It's Disney. Oh, that's right. You're right. As wow. long as I don't piss off Walt Disney, noted anti-Semite, <laughs> I should be fine. Yeah, you, you'll be good. You'll be good. It's not as if his, you know, head is hooked up to a machine listening to every pe- uh, bit of media in which to, you know, tell the Disney heads to, you know, buy this one, ba- buy this one, block this one, sue this one, you know? It's more like they buy everything so they have a monopoly. Yeah. Because they suck at monopoly, the, the board game. You've cracked the code. You've figured out how capitalism really works. Every person who's on the top just sucks at monopoly and they're taking it out on us. The people who pick the thimble, who know the route of the Monopoly boards. Well, you know what taught me that? The wire. The wire? Ooh. I think uh, today, uh, with the music on and uh, people in the side enjoying themselves, some of that anger is subsiding, and um, I think the rain has stopped as well, so hopefully the waters are... are That's right. Their rain has stopped. Their rain has stopped. That's, that's good. Well, why are people complaining now? The rain's gone. They can see clearly now. As long as it's not the McCain guy who's like, who was happy when the rain was there. Oh. But it was just kids eating corn right. on the roof. Oh. You know how disappointing that man must have like felt <laughs> after finding that out? He was, when you watch that, his hand goes out. It's, it's, it's like he's, his farm is saved, you know? He can finally pay off his uh, McCain debt. And he's running to tell his wife and the kids, we did it, it's raining, we can save the farm. And he just sees his little brats eating corn on the roof and he knows that it wasn't real and he falls to his knees and he's just like, you've doomed us. This is it. Well, I was going to put this off, but now it's time to hang myself. <laughs> I. That's what farmers do. Yeah. It's, it's a, this isn't a bit. This isn't funny comedy hard. It's, it's just life. Yeah, no, it's a sad part of life. Very sad. So, do we need people to be more angry at Splendor in the Grass? Yes. So, and I've got to convince the people who are running 
Or you got to convince the people. I, I got to convince them that the only way to stop these people from getting angry, while also simultaneously making them more angry, is that you need to be on. Yes. And you need to be doing everything in your power to... Well, first, as previously stated, we get you on via um, a menu long song. And uh, then after that, uh, that's, you know, I'm getting the crowd all riled up, mm-hmm. getting them angry. And I point to you, I play the clip of Peter Hallier held hostage, and you're making him laugh. You're making him have some splendor in that grass. And I point, to, I point to it and I tell them, that's how we get people to stop being angry. That's how we get the splendor back in the grass. Not in these tents. Splendor in the tents? That doesn't sound fun. Not at all. Not at all. It's called Splendor in the Grass. Yeah. Splendor in Tents. I'm going to take them back to their roots, their grassroots. And I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you famous for my birthday. So what if I come in during this triple one performance at Splendor in the Grass? Yeah, and I'm, I'm getting the crowd all righty, uh, yeah. riot up, you know, being like, oh, you know, the weather's getting even worse, you know? The, the weather app, it's going to hail soon. I'm telling everyone this. You know, I'm, I'm, making, mm. I'm making them all sad and all angry. I'm saying I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll tell them that the officials, they're, they're burning all the umbrellas. They're saying, get these people in tents. Get them away from the music. Get them away from the comedy. And then you walk on. And I saved a day. Yeah, you saved a day. I saved a day. You know what? This isn't a bad idea. I think I think we got it. How's your availability this week? We can um, sort that out pretty quick. Now, do I need to complete this before my birthday ends? Because my birthday was yesterday. i got to say that... If you don't celebrate a birthday month, what are you even doing? Uh, you ever heard of this? I have heard of a birthday People month. celebrating a birthday month. I Now, think about that for a second. Month-long party. Month. It's not at all psychotic. and No, not at all. The absolute nadir of narcissism. Well, you know, it's your month. You know, it's the month you were born. People. One day it's nothing. is not enough to contain you celebrating no. you marching towards death. Exactly. You either need 30 or 31 days, maybe even just 28, 29 days well, if it's February. Yeah, and maybe, you know, if a leap year happens, you're kind of like, oh, I'll add it on, you know, I'll add it on those days. Is that absolutely psychotic, Liam, or is that just the most logical thing you can think of? It's logical, but I don't think I'm deserving of a birthday month. No. It's it's you own it. I can't own it because I don't even like having a, a birthday party. Like this is just That a, is toxic ideology you have. You got to cut that out of your life. I th- this year I kept being asked by people are you having like a you know a 20th party? I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm just having dinner." And they were like, "You got to have a party or else you don't get your presents. You don't get your friends there." I'm like, I don't want to talk to, like, every person I know in one day. That would, be, that would be a nightmare. And I get that's the point of a birthday month, which is, like, each each day you go to a different person, and, like, I'm having my party with you one-on-one. 
and you know you do it you can only do it with like 30 people or you know 31 or as you said previously uh 29 or 28 depending if it's february and um i just i can't find the time to do that i just can't do it that is toxic thinking you have yeah some stinking thinking and you need to cut that now yeah i just don't believe in therapy Men would rather guest on a podcast <laughs> than go to therapy. That's what a bit. Uh, I go to therapy and they tell me, Ross, you have to celebrate a birthday month. Maybe I should check out this therapy thing and uh, maybe this will help my problems. Maybe, maybe this is the set that I'm missing for my comedy world. As I've established, I don't drink and I'm just sad, but that's not enough to be a comedian. Maybe if I go to a therapist, they'll be like, okay, so these are the recommendations, you know, the Irish Irish blend of uh, drinks that you should be enjoying, and that will help you be better. Maybe, maybe, is that what I'm missing? Well, if you want to be a stand-up, stand-up is your therapy. Ooh. So you don't even need to go to therapy. You're right. I could just be telling people about, like, the, the dreams that I've had that, like, have made me anxious on stage, or, like, how... I, w- I miss the train. People are going to love hearing about exactly. that. Exactly. Stand-up is therapy. Comedy is therapy. Yeah. Comedy is not comedy. No, it's, it's just, therapy. It's therapy. You know, you gotta, you got to sort your problems out by making people laugh. Not even that. Or, I don't even think you even need to make people laugh. You just make them sad, and then people are like, this thing had substance. You need to have some kind of emotional response. I think some- if you just make people laugh... That's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's, it's, it's empty. If you make them cry and that's all you do, even that's a show of substance. You're right. That's art. That's actual art right there. Right. You're right. Yeah, no, that's, 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 I'm, that's why I haven't made it anywhere. For one, I'm not giving people anything on my birthday. So yeah. step one is give you um, a spot on Splendor in the Grass. And we're going to do that. I swear. Um, step uh, two is, of course, uh, therapist, um, getting me to get a birthday month. And right after my birthday month, after I've had my big birthday month celebration, I'm going to start making people cry on stage. And what are you going to do to make people cry? Uh, probably talk about things that I haven't fully processed yet. But, um, Those are the best. Yeah. When someone goes up on stage and they haven't fully processed what they're about to say, yeah, and t- then they just lay it on a bunch of strangers, yeah. that's the best. They just talk about, like, my relationship with my dad or something. and like, Oh, yeah, they love that. Talk about your relationship. Talk yeah. about how he gave you toxic yeah. talk, masculinity. Talk about it. how... Um, oh, fuck, I shouldn't even say what I was about to say. <laughs> no, say it! I, um... Talk about a girl I had a crush on who, uh... Dude, you can't go up on stage and talk about being attracted to women. You're right. You're right. That's the part that I'm most missing, is that I need to hate women. I need to... I need to really no, you, get... don't, you don't hate women, but you're not attracted to them either. Okay, I feel like I've missed a page here. Like, am I trying to be a comedian, or am I just trying to be, a, like, what I already am? <laughs> Maybe that's your authentic voice. I don't like I don't like this is going anymore. <laughs> oh no. That's your authentic voice. <sighs> I mean, of course 
you can be attracted to women. You just don't go up on stage and talk about it. I can't, I can't it. admit to it. I can't admit you to can't it. You can't admit, you can't think to yourself, I find certain women aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, well, I can already admit, I'm, I don't care for anyone really, in, sexually. Who cares? Uh-huh. And does that, does that make you asexual? Probably. I, I just say it. Just say yeah, it. I think I'm asexual. That's great. Thank you. You're a, you're asexual. Or ace or whatever. You, you're an asexual person. I'm a, I'm a sexual person, yes. You're a sexual person. I'm, I am an asexual. I am sexual. I'm a sexual person. An asexual person. Asexual person, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm an asexual person. I'm an asexual person, yes. Yeah. But you can't say that on stage. No, no. Don't admit to it. No, you can't. But you got to make them cry. Yeah. Well, you've undone all my education, <laughs> I think. In this one podcast where suddenly I'm very confused about what it takes to be a comedian. So I think you've succeeded in destroying comedy for me. So thank you for that. You've, you've lived up to your podcast. Um, let's get you on Splinter on the Grass. Yes, you know? do it. Um, and I'll, I'll see you next week for the next podcast. Fa- yes. And it, yeah, I think I've, congratulations. That was, that was my goal. It's, yeah, you did it. You succeeded. Congratulations. That's brilliant. Have you succeeded destroying comedy from anyone else? Um, I think I just confused a bunch of people. And that leads them to doubting comedy and hopefully in the future destroying it. Am I the first person to be destroyed completely on, on your podcast and not just um, two days after? Maybe completely. Maybe the first one to be destroyed completely. Yeah. Well, that's and sometimes when I perform comedy, people are like, "This is comedy," <laughs> and sometimes those people are real respected reviewers. Oh yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've listened to your podcast before. I was listening to that exact episode where you're talking to <laughs> your biggest fan. The most. <laughs> what was his name? I'm blanking on it, but Stevie Chordelman. That's right. <laughs> uh, what a. Invite him to your uh, invite him to your fringe show. Get him, get him to show how much you've changed, even if it's the exact same show you're it's putting ex- on. It's the exact same show, so I can just in- <laughs> give him a free ticket. Look, find him to see it again. Look, I, I think- just want you to know. Sometimes your opinions are just objectively wrong. Yeah, and you can make it up to me and all your readership that come to see this show. Well, here's something I didn't say about. The circumstances of the night of that review. There was drunk people in the audience, right? Super drunk Bergens. Yeah. It, it comes up in the review. But he didn't bring up the fact that those drunk people heckled the welcome to country. Oh, shit. Really? And I heard that backstage and I'm like, oof. Oh, that's that's like an omen. That's like, exa- <laughs> as soon as you hear that, you're like, oh, this isn't going to go well at all. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of came in with that mindset. Oh, oh. And it says in the review, I finally read the review. Oh, you read it fully? Oh, no. I read it. And it says, like, he performs this with no connection to the room. Why would I connect to a room that heckles the welcome to country? So he, does he, in the review, does he mention the drunk audience? He says, yes, they make up their own punchlines. He's pretty much on their side. <laughs> what, a, what an asshole. Stevie Chorderman's okay with heckling the welcome yeah. to country. I'm slamming it down yes. right now. Those, those guys understand. Those guys understand entertainment. You don't. 
the, those those drunk people coming to see your show heckling the welcome to country they knew what was happening they knew what was down and you just didn't <sighs> that's what happens did you find anything good to pull on like put on your next poster i put the review down uh aggressively impenetrable anti-comedy nice uh nonsensical wordplay nice something about like he seems like he's he gets to a satirical point, but then there's a bamboozling deluge of non sequiturs. <laughs> That's perfect. Just bamboozling. Like, I'm like, this is a guy impressed with his own prose. Yeah. I uh, probably sitting there writing the review like, now that's comedy. I looked at his Twitter. Oh yeah. I can't remember what he said. Something was like an anagram for. But he was like, this word is an anagram for rise up, horny cat. Oh. And I'm like, and this guy has the nerve. Yes. <laughs> the goal. Wow. Does that make you feel better to see that and be like, oh, wait, this guy's just, you know, an idiot. Oh, well, he's not an idiot. An idiot in the sense of, like, understanding this comedy and also the room that you were in. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Alternative comedians, not not a very uh. They, they they all say he's a bit of a a dick. Yeah, makes sense. Well, he just came to my show with an iron lung. He's hacking and coughing. He's ninety seven years old. He's about to damn die. Yeah, he's he's hooked up to heavy machinery. <gasps> oh wow! This has become the. No wonder you couldn't connect to him. He's about to die. <laughs> well, it's more like I couldn't connect to drug bogans who are like. Couldn't even feign respect. Yeah. Well, clearly he could connect to them because they were about to die. So maybe that's why they were he was down with them at dissing the, the uh, welcome to country. <laughs> well, he's British, so he's like... Oh, yeah, of course. Then our, people, our countrymen stole this country fair and square. And we're not giving it back. I thought they did the right thing by attempting to genocide a whole culture. Captain Cook is my hero. <laughs> did you have to ever go on the Captain Cook excursion for school? I did not. I remember having to, like, go to where he landed and there's a big statue of him and, like, a, a recreation of the hut he lived in. And she's like, this is the guy that found Australia. He's a hero to us. And uh, then, like, two years later, that's when everyone was like, oh, wait a second. No, he isn't. More like Captain Cooked. Yeah, more like Captain Cucked. Well, if he was cucked, that means, like, an Aboriginal had sex with his wife in front of him. Is that why he was so angry? But if he was a cuck, he would enjoy that. Yeah, he would enjoy it, so... He's Captain Cooked. No, he's he, cooked. He's he's not a cuck, but he's the person doing the cucking. But not to anyone who wants it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's essentially just um, forcing married people or people in committed relationships to have... I'm going to stop it here. <laughs> this podcast has been a bamboozling deluge of non sequiturs. It really has. Have we uh, come to any conclusion? Probably not. Uh, yes, we have. Um, I think we have come to a conclusion of, um, you know, Splendor in the Grass needs Ross Purdy, and it needs it now. It needs you to save their day. I don't know why I said the day that way, but I did. Um, and I think we also know that 
you destroyed comedy for me. So I think I think we have come to a conclusion of some sorts. Thank you, Liam Sparagange. Thanks for having me. Sorry for ruining your podcast. No! Don't you say that. Don't you ever say that. You're a beautiful, pretty little birthday man. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 